1: Just follow me, because we
2: need a little controversy. I had one, one of those so days where uh, I, said, this I this couldn't wait time for, for time the show to start. Couldn't wait. And listen, we're going to get to the local atrocities. We'll get to uh, Grady Preckwinkle and her bald-faced lies here on the news about how great the uh, Cook County budget is going to be. I think between Cook County budget and the city of Chicago, you're at $20 billion. Cook County is $7 billion. Nobody knows exactly what the hell they do with the money, as Cook County is a sewer to live in. And the city of Chicago, which is imploding, they're at $11 billion. And uh, most of the taxpayers and businesses that pay those taxes have moved out. But don't worry, next year is going to be peachy. You're going to love it. We'll talk about the nurses going on strike, just to prove a point, and how uh, much fun it's going to be as this system of government health care really takes hold, As as those of us in Illinois know what it looks like for now. But... Every once in a while, there becomes something so obvious of the plan to destroy the individuality of American life and to push us into this collective version of a Soviet Marxist system. Politicians learned long ago their only penalty for misrepresenting, misappropriating, and corruption is that we the people have turned over more of our money and more power over us. So they like this system of spending us into bankruptcy, then seizing the money they need to uh, make living in America very similar to all of these European hybrid socialist countries. And I'm not forgetting about the South American countries. But today, a bunch of diaper wearers, and I say that because Mitt Romney, You know, I know he's got magic underpants on. I believe the Mormons wear the burlap uh, underpants so they get their own planet and can be Jesus in it. But he's starting to look like a little bit of a diaper as well. So Mitt Romney, a couple other low-life Republicans, along with the political whores, the oldest in the Democrat Party, led by our very own soggy bottom Biden, have come to an agreement to really, really put the nail in the coffin as far as the American future. I can't hit the button there, Johnny Boy. Could you hit a button for me so I could do it? Thank you. Still can't do it. Infrastructure. They came to an agreement. We have a deal on uh, Biden's infrastructure. They say that this morning they came to a deal, and it's going to cost um, $1.2 trillion. $1.2 trillion. And they spread it out because they do a trick that was really kind of taught in what's called mark-to-market accounting, really um, brought on by Enron, where they can spend money and project how much it's going to cost and increases. And by the way, they're always wrong. And then simultaneously with that, add taxes that also, also do not live up to the expectations. But what they do is they hamper the ability for us to earn and keep our money. So it's really quite diabolical as this plan kicks into effect. Uh, If you don't mind, would you play the uh, infrastructure? It's the one that's 2 minutes and 12 seconds. Just play it, and I'll tell you when to stop it. We
3: had a uh, really good meeting. And to answer your direct question, we have a deal. And uh, I think it's really important. We've all agreed that uh, none of us got what we wanted. I clearly didn't get all I wanted. They gave more than... I think maybe they were inclined to give in the first place. But this reminds me of the days we used to get an awful lot done up in the United States
2: Congress. We actually worked. We had bipartisan. Could you hold it off right there? Just pause it for me. Under Joe Biden's tutelage for him being a senator for 50 years, the debt of the country, the corruption of the country, the misappropriation of funds is really almost incalculable. How do, you, how do you go from what it was like in 1972 when the national debt was $80 billion? $80 billion. The American freedom, um, although there were high taxes in 1972, the American freedom over their industries and to a certain extent, the ways in which they allowed you to keep the bulk of your earnings, in particular if you invested in growth of your business, was tenfold what it is today. The citizen had far more freedoms. The business climate was far more friendly to free market. The government intervention in the lives of, of entrepreneurs and in the lives of citizens was far less. In fact, you could look back at those times as laissez-faire. But it was under his tutelage where these bipartisan groups really understood that in order to gain the power over the citizens, they had to take that national debt from $80 billion, $100 billion into the trillions. What Joe Biden represents is everything wrong with American government. Literally and completely. When they come together on an agreement to spend money, you can rest assured you're being lied to on the ticket item and the cost. And what this $1.2 trillion represents is just another back end on $8 trillion you never agreed to. So when you see the stock market, hey, Dow Jones is up 323 points, it's because they understand the print and spend at the cost of all the citizens, except for the very connected will continue in perpetuity. This was an opportunity for Republicans to stand fast. You want to really show the failure of the Biden administration? You make the Democrats, also known as the Soviets, wear this failure because it is failure. Now instead they get to buffer it. And why? Because Mitt Romney and the Republicans that signed up to this were willing willing to fall on the sword so that all these phony baloney congressmen can take home the pork to their contributors, not their constituents, their contributors. That's who's going to make this money. You're going to pay off the debt. This is the formula that works. Could you play the rest of the clip if you don't mind? Bipartisan
3: deals means compromise. We agreed on infrastructure. We made serious compromises on both ends. Uh, There is, uh, and they'll they'll give you the numbers. Yeah, because he doesn't know them, this stupid son of a... They did not, and I understand their position. Republicans and this group did not want to go along with any of my family plan issues, the child care tax credits, the human infrastructure that I talk about. And uh, that, we'll see what happens in the reconciliation bill in the budget process, if that, uh, if we get some compromise there and if we can't see if I can attract all the Democrats to a position that is there but we're gonna they're gonna move in a dual track. every president over the past four or five presidents has talked about doing a big infrastructure package. you may recall that President Trump proposed a two trillion dollar infrastructure
1: package. Today we are announcing the framework for an historic investment
2: in infrastructure. Investment. Cut it off when they say investment. Cut it off when they say investment. They're not, you're not investing in diddly squat. You're spending money to very targeted, targeted campaign contributors. That's what this Durbin, I said Durban, is. That's what this Durban is. I wanted to read to you an article that was in uh, the Wall Street Journal. We have got to confiscate wealth. Republican John Nance, Garner, Texas. Now, that was in the year 1917. And it was meant to pay off World War I. Now, uh, a government, a United States representative that boldly was willing to say that to the public should have been thrown out of office. But do you know what that quote got him? It got him the vice presidential spot for FDR. At that time, one of the clearly most friendly to Soviet relations president in the history of this country. It's no coincidence um, why he was the one that wanted us to call Joe Stalin Uncle Joe. So FDR had a, had a plan to confiscate wealth, and what he understood is that he could use tragedies and, and emergencies like the Great Depression, like World War I, like World War II to raise the tax rate to an almost unbelievable amount of 71%. Well, Joe Biden has released his push for wartime taxes. Proposed to tax step-up basis—it's called—could result in a sixty-eight point nine combined capital gains rate plus a state tax. In fact, if you live in New York City, with the additional state tax, or in any of the other confiscatory tax states, you could pay as high as eighty point seven. Now, they keep telling you that it's that four hundred thousand dollar barrier. When you ha- you make four hundred, you shouldn't have to keep it. Well, that was the philosophy, by the way of uh, FDR. In fact, his his number was 25,000 With when, when you have inflationally adjust that, is 400,000 today. You see a similarity between the Soviets? The IRS statistics for 2018 show that the top 1% of taxpayers, which means you had an income of more than $540,000 a year, paid 40.1% of all taxes. That's the top 1%. That's what they paid. In fact, the top 5% Those people who in a combined family make more than two hundred and eighteen thousand dollars, which when you add it up, if you have a city worker, a state worker and a a teacher, you're in this tax bracket paid 60.3 of all taxes. So, in other words, everybody that made 218, you paid 60 percent of all taxes under Joe Biden's new taxes. You will you will be at a tax rate combined tax rate of 62 percent of your income. So at a certain point. When do you say, why would I work if I'm going to make two hundred and eighteen thousand dollars? Me and my wife, we're going to go to work six and seven days a week and stress out. And who's going to watch the kids and who's going to do the shopping? Why not go on my derriere, get on the welfare system that guarantees one hundred thousand dollars, which is all I'm going to keep anyway under the Biden taxes. Do you see the scam? It's they're luring you with this utopia of government spending money. And they're using it as an excuse to come with you with a crowbar of Biden taxation. It is the definition of feudalism. And this is in a time when we are running at 40 percent capacity. In other articles in the Wall Street Journal, there's over, over 9.3 million jobs unfilled and 857,000 factory jobs that they cannot fill. You see this everywhere. If you know people who own a business, who own a restaurant, you can't get workers. Why? And the answer is because a government determined to pit one citizen against another knows how to play this game. And the Democrats, the Marxist mafia that they are, are winning this game. And that is why the future of this country... Is feudalism, And it's, it's disgusting to me because it doesn't have to be like this. What made it like this is when you get bipartisan agreements, when old crotchety senators decide to give the tools of tyranny over to one of the most obvious tyrants. You understand that the only way we're going to stop this is if we do what these very Cook County nurses are planning on doing. Think about this. All the first-line workers, the nurses, the wonderful people... They could give a rip in Cook County about who's on a life support machine as they go on strike today to get a bigger piece of the pie provided by the federal government. Because the reason those nurses are on strike is because Prockwinkle got $1.2 billion from the federal government and they want their cut. We're losing this game because we don't know how to strike. We don't know how to sit on our derriere and say, before I give you 62% of my money, guess what, Jack? I'll sit down and not make it. That should be the real play by the so-called Republicans and the real earners of this country that make the world go round. My offer to you is this nothing. As for the hunting license, Senator, you'll pay for it. Favorite line of any movie, Michael Corleone. When you're in the squeeze, do not participate in your own demise. That's the answer. So as this, now that they spend the passing, the, the, the spending bill, you can rest assured the taxes are sure to follow. And on the day it does, as all entrepreneurs, lock your doors. That's my answer to these Marxists. They're going to put you out of business anyway. Wouldn't you want to put yourself out of business just out of dignity and pride? 312-642-5600. I think what's most despicable to me is that when people start to go against the um, Democrat mafia. They're cut off and they're stifled. We see this in Chicago. We see this in Cook County. We see this in Illinois. As this starts to happen, the media, rather than rallying to the side of the people, often steps back and rallies to the side of the tyrant. That seems to be the way it's going to be. Not just in the city of Chicago, not just in Illinois, but in this new America where government can openly admit that they are going to come after 60% of income for people that have the audacity to make over an arbitrary amount. And then there is this presumed kind of, uh, I don't know if you want to call it complacency, that government does spend the money better than, than the people do, or than it could be spent. And I was traveling in Elmhurst. As you know, uh, many of you know, I have the Elmhurst Cigar huh? So Before I have to open the door, believe me, I procrastinate. I listen to books. I smoke cigars. I go for a ride. And I'm, I know, the, you know it's divided by Route 83. And I am on the other side, which is technically the Villa Park side. And there's a way station there. Now, the way station used to be for the truck traffic on 83. Well, needless to say, that's what? About a third of what it used to be. So the way station is unmanned. It just sits there. And I sat there and I watched three state trucks come up, three, all beautiful, the big orange pension incubators, and then one of the most expensive Ford pickup trucks. And on the back of the pickup truck was this wonderful John Deere, beautiful big lawnmower. And there are six employees of the state to cut one corner, a quarter acre of grass. And the four of them stood around as the two of them pulled the John Deere off and they... Cut the grass, and I thought to myself, in just equipment, you've got two million dollars, a million five to two million in just equipment. Those trucks are three hundred and fifty thousand. The pickup truck is eighty thousand. The lawnmower, who knows what? It's gotta be thirty grand. Not to mention the salaries and the health care and the, the cost of that employee and the pension. Wouldn't the state and the city and all of it, the county be better off hiring a landscaper, or a private guy? What do you think it would cost to cut that corner all year? One-tenth of what that machinery cost? That's what government spending looks like. That's the incompetence of it. You're paying six and seven and 50 times what you should be paying for services that your tax money should go to. And that's why they have to tax you ridiculously. That's why it is now normal to be in Illinois, to be in Chicago. People have houses that they've paid off where the taxes are 16000 a year. More than $1,000 a month is average in that community I just spoke of. Think about what we're talking about and how used to that kind of abuse we've gotten. We don't even know who to call to complain about it because it's just status quo. This $1.2 trillion in so-called investment, that's what it's going to result in. They have put us in a bankrupt situation. The country is bankrupt. And anybody that tells you it's not is, is a swindler. There's 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 a reason they're cheating you, lying to you. They profit from it. Any country with this kind of debt, with these kind of unfunded liabilities is broke. You cannot pay this off. And the answer isn't certainly having these doddering old fools come together to guarantee. Not only are we going to spend more in this outrageous amount of money, we're coming after 60 and 70 percent of your income. Some of you, if by some miracle you can still manage to make it work it's it's truly an atrocity and it should be rejected by everybody unless unless like many of these democrat municipalities the goal is to just get cut in on the scam which apparently it is george in libertyville
0: sean 100 percent agree with you
4: we've got to, you know we should not have one republican voting for any of this. go along to get along crap so these guys can uh drink their cocktails at the end of the day, and put their arms around each other and say we did it is one thing. Secondly, the other thing that people need to do is get involved locally. Me and a bunch of my buddies up here in Lake County just got involved, and it's amazing what you can learn about what goes on in your own counties and districts and the influence we can have about actually sending real conservatives down, at least downstate to get rid of these cretins that are sitting down there, just getting you know getting by and getting their own uh, mouths fed. So everybody like Bannon on his war room, you're saying you got to get involved locally. It's stunning what you can learn. And you know,
2: George, I'm going to tell you something right on. I'm dead serious about this. If the Republicans are going to go along with this, then in my opinion, and this is a controversial thing, take your 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 knowledge. And your perspective and run as a Democrat. Shake it all up. Because do you realize how many people just vote because of party? There's That's nothing that exactly says right. there's nothing that says you cannot take your philosophy, your economic understanding and your principles and run as a Democrat. There's nothing. There is a way in which the American Democrat Party went from the party of the John F. Kennedys out there. There is a way in which it turned over into the fourth Reich that it is today. And that is yep. through people Jay like I talked about. Republican. What's that?
1: JFK today. JFK today would be a wild
2: conservative. Exactly. And it was the FDRs. People understand that. It was the FDRs that infiltrated the Democrat Party. FDR was a play. Soviet. And that's why he ruled like a Soviet. You know, that's why he put people in camps. Thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate it, George. 312 642 5600. I'll take your calls and your comments when I get back. Not, uh, it's not the way you want to. Oh, look at this. Nice. It's not the way you want to think of things, but it's it's the reality of things. We're being subverted by representatives. And um, it's destroying our future, our opportunity to remain. Remain capitalists, remain free, or even keep your existing property. When you have figured out a scheme to make people passive as you drive up the cost to where it is insurmountable or there is no point in working you destroy all of the things that that private sector does and in essence what happens is the government becomes competition for entrepreneurs and for free business and the government can always win because they make the rules they don't have to meet budget lines this is all a scam when they do their accounting it's very Enron mathy, very much so it's trickery with numbers in the meantime, they they buffer their costs by you underwriting their loans. You cannot compete with the government to have a business. You can't do it. You're going to lose. Everybody that that's ever tried has failed.
3: Remember, you're asking me, and I'm not being critical of y'all. I really mean this. It was legitimate questions you're asking me. Asking me, well, you know, guess what? Employers can't find workers. I said, yeah, pay them more.
2: Now, Joe Biden is saying to business people, to business people all around this country, you cannot find workers. And the reason is the government has put together a welfare system that pays them more. And his answer to that is now you as the business owners pay them more. And he does that creepy, hair sniffing, pedophile whisper that he does, the scoundrel scumbag that he is. And he shows you what the real plot is, is to take those businesses that would remain free and make the climate unaffordable for them. And if somehow they could still muster up a way to make money, he guarantees to take it from them because the money he's spending to pay off the competition, he can do in perpetuity. He has no limitation to it. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. The government is an employee's bargaining chip now. This is why people fled the Soviet Union. This is why you can't have a small private company in Cuba. Can't exist. This is the philosophy that takes down nations. And it's right here in America. And who is implementing it? The people who have never had a job. None of them. And what they've done is destroy the 60% of small businesses that were, we were pretending were going to come back after the pandemic. You're pretending those are coming back. They're not coming back. And yet here I got an article from one dimwit or another in some uh, business channel b- by propagandists talking about how the GDP is going to be raging at 6%. So much of that number is through government that you can't unwind it. That's a Durban number, also known as BS. What's happening?
3: They're going to have to compete and start playing hard-working
2: people a decent wage. No, that's not it, stupid. What they'll do is they'll work it themselves, they'll make their kids work it, or even if they're smart, they'll shut the damn door. That's what they'll do. And they'll become one of those Eastern European hybrid Soviets, socialists, where they work in the black market and they play your Rube Goldberg system of how I can sit on my big fat derriere and get money for nothing. That's how it really works. I mean, we've already sat here idly while the schools, the communist American school system, has labored taxes onto single family homes that is unsurmountable. Frank and Oswego. Hey,
1: Sean, longtime okay. listener, uh, listen every day. Love your show.
2: Oh, thank you, Frank. I just love want it. to
1: let you know that we're paying sixteen thousand dollars. Six. Well,
2: wait a minute. I just, the phone broke up. I just leaving, want to make sure everybody
1: first to go to Nashville. To look for homes, and ours is getting listed July 1st as well.
2: I just want to make sure everybody heard you, okay? I just want to do the, the math with you. You're paying $16,000 a year in Oswego. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, so, sir. So right now you're paying $1,333.33 a month in property taxes. Just
1: in property taxes.
2: Just in That's property correct. taxes. Do you mind if I ask you what the ballpark value of your house is? About
1: 550
2: about five fifty. So now here's what I want you well, to do. We
1: want to get out now while the market's hot.
2: So this is what I want you to do because you're a longtime listener. You're one of the family here. If you don't mind, when you're all done and you get the sale, I want you to call me back with that sale price. If you don't mind. Okay. I want to do some simple no, math, and I want to show the people how what they've taken from your family... When you inflationally adjust the money from the time you bought the house to the time you sold it, minus your costs, in the time of your taxation, I want everybody in the audience to understand how you lose money, even though you could have a high sale price that people think is, is a good value. Okay? If you don't mind. Because right. I want to walk through this. And now you understand, Frank, that 80% of that taxes, 80%. So let's just do soft math, pretend I went to CPS, like, call it 900 a month. 900 a month goes to the schools in your area. 900 a month goes to the schools. Thank you, Frank. Oh, the I ones appreci- that
0: were closed down. The yeah. ones that were closed down.
2: Those right. schools. Right. They, they, they sat on. They went to, the, the, to Puerto Rico, and they took pictures of themselves in floppy hats. I get it. Thank you, Frank. I watch the news. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the call. Ralph and Rand Tool, you handsome devil. How are you? Hey.
1: Good afternoon, Sean. Sean, you speak truth, even though people may not like it. So I got a kid sister. I'm trying to build an audience, HR. Ralph.
2: I'm trying to build an audience right away. You're yeah, hip Go ahead. No, I'm no, no, no. It's I'm a kidding. good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Right. So,
1: so I get a I, I get a kid sister who is a former high level HR stooge, and she got sacked. So. Um, Now she's a part time HR stooge for somebody else that does stoogey HR work for other people. She cannot get people to show up for interviews. She's working, lining up uh, uh, people for entry level jobs in some warehouse place. Can't get them to show up. They can't be bothered. Why? Unemployment pays more than an entry level wage. Can't be bothered.
2: Ralph, I have a dear friend of mine. I have a brother-in-law, Therefore, dear I, You wouldn't believe the friends of mine I have that went on to hire hundreds of people, if not thousands. So I have a dear friend of mine. He's bow-legged. He's kind of short. I have to help him on a stool. But he's a brilliant businessman. He started a business. He employs literally over 6,000 people. He has a labor service business. Now, they pay their starting labor people well over $24 an hour. $24 an hour. He cannot get anybody I was talking to him the other day. he's like, "I've never seen it this way." Now you're talking about some serious money. These people are making 250 right. a day starting, minimum, and they have done the I math agree. after they take the taxes out of their check. See because that's the, that's the downside, And you know something they're smart to come to that conclusion. Before I pay the, the well, government in taxes a1,000 a week and make 2,000 a week, that means I keep a1,000. I'm better off going on unemployment.
1: Yeah, it, and it's it's part of the whole thing about normally people aren't rational, right? You know, they'll go out and buy a car that they can't afford because uh, the commercial will look good on TV, right? But when it comes down to actually spending dollars out of their own pocket, most people make economic decisions mostly rational now you know i i wouldn't exactly call like a full sleeve of tattoos a rational decision but they'll still do it all right right so we're not perfectly rational as human beings but sometimes we
2: are and that's the feudalism that joe biden brings ralph you know i love the call thank you so much and thank you for listening i'm gonna go to break i'm gonna take the rest of your calls i got two lines open three one two six four two fifty six hundred people think i'm slamming these people I understand their decision. I'm slamming the politicians that would make the climate where you make the government compete against the private sector. You will kill the private sector when I get back.
1: Eyes, you. They see you every
2: Earlier in the week, I had said uh, during one of the segments, Blackstone bets $6 billion on buying homes and renting them. They're called SFR, single family rentals. Why do you think they do that? And the answer is because they understand exactly what's happening. There will be more people that understand before I pay $1,300 a month in just property taxes and the mortgages and the maintenance, I'm better off selling and renting or selling and moving. And it's the right conclusion once again. It's the right conclusion once again. So the people are going into the market, the, the hedge funds. And by the way, Blackstone, they got $9 trillion from the Federal Reserve that you had nothing to say about, but you're paying it. You're paying it. And they're going to go in and they're going to buy these homes. Then they're going to rent them to the government. So you're going to pay the rent. And that taxes, that'll be in the government welfare check because that's the future of America, in case you can't figure all this out. There's nobody, even if you make the money, 250, 300, 350, they're taking it from you. There's nothing left after taxes. And that is how you backdoor nationalize the greatest country on the planet. It is exactly how you do it. And by the way, talking inflation, the overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. How the hell do you know, dummy? He couldn't remember the word transitory because he's got the IQ of now about a six-year-old and a diaper of a, of a six-month-old. That's why. He's never paid inflation. He's always been on the government dole. Joe Biden has never paid for anything. The only, the only silver lining in all of this nonsense is they're going to leave a tax hole for themselves and their friends. You're just going to have to be smart enough to figure it out. But the depressing part about this is, what about these generations you're destroying? Can you imagine trying to start out in this economy? Graduating college? What do you do now? Aren't you lured to do nothing or go into government where you do nothing and become a millionaire? This is going to be the only way to become a millionaire. And he's ignoring the ramifications of his policies since Joe Biden has been in office. Everything has gone up.
3: No one's talking about this great, great deal.
0: Everybody is paying more for key issues. This is the largest increase year-to-year in inflation, 5% since back in 2008. That's the big number. You know this if you go. If you're buying milk at the grocery store, it's up 7%. If you drink alcohol, it's up 1.6%. Fresh fruits and vegetables up more than 3 Airline fares up more than 25%. Used cars up nearly 30%. Prices on things are going up
3: big time. So, again, if it turns out that what I've done so far, what we've done so far is a mistake it's going to show
2: well i'm not sure what you got in your pocket besides a viagra pill and maybe maybe some tape for your diaper but there's no we in this country brother you're driving this son of a gun like you stole it because you did and you better implement these policies well you can the problem is once they are even a economic guru cannot get you out of this hole that this president and the democrat marxists have dug can't get you out teresa On the north side. Hi, Sean. You know what? People uh, who vote Democrat, what they can't get through their heads for some
5: reason is Democrats do not want you to succeed. They punish
6: success. That's what they
2: do. And that is anti-American. And that's what they do every time they're in office. And every time they run a city or a county or a state, they destroy it. That's the pattern. My position is this. We have to figure out a way to communicate to the very constituents who are not in on the mafia. Now, here's the problem. It's a very small section that are not in on it because there are people that are so self-loathing. They feel like they deserve to live in public housing. They feel like they deserve to have their food bought for them by the government. So this is a psychological transformation that we need this country to go through. The problem really is, is how do you do it to your own country? Because so far, it's only been those people that have been fleeing totalitarian, communist-run countries that understand that. Now, hopefully, right. that'll translate to Chicago citizens. Chicago citizens are our greatest experiment and the greatest hope. So when you see Chicago Democrats, citizens who voted d- d- Democrat their whole life, start to go against it, that is going to be a, a, a ray of sunshine. And I hope so. Thank yep, you so very well. much, to re- Yep, to me too. You. Thank you, thank you. There was a story on CBS. It talked about a woman who was a wonderful older woman. Her and her husband had bought a house and it was in a in a in a not so good neighborhood. She decided to invest in it, make it her rental. She um, could not get the tenants to pay rent. They were living as squatters for two years. There was an expose on ABC News about it during COVID, and it fell on deaf ears because, after all, they were the virtuous pirates that overtook her property. And she was just the woman who had sweated and paid for and rehabbed and raised a family in it for 40 years. So she's going to lose. Guess what's going to happen now when the Democrats are in? even after the funny money has come into the city of Chicago.
5: People facing an eviction at the end of June now have through the end of July. The CDC is extending the moratorium from June 30th to July 31st, preventing the eviction of people who can't make rent payments. The CDC is also announcing this is the final extension of the eviction moratorium. The National Low Income Housing Coalition says around 6 million renter households would be at risk of being evicted at the end of June if the ban was not extended.
2: That's the same amount of landlords that are going bankrupt as this moratorium has been in place for 17 months. 17 months of paying nothing for where you live. In the meantime, we've got callers that pay $1,333 a month in taxes. You do see who's winning, and you do understand who's losing. I don't like the idea that I'll have no future or my kids won't. Do you? Now's the time to push back. And you should call the Republicans that signed in for this $1.2 trillion spending spree and let them know they got to go. I'll be back after
6: this.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck.
2: first guests when i got the show karen Cataline, commentator columnist and host of spouting off how are you i'm doing good sean how are you very good and you got me you know you got me i'm reading the op-ed please stop saying socialism doesn't work i have been known to say that and when i really reflected on your broader point boy oh boy are you right
5: Thank you, because uh, it's funny. This one was picked up by Western Journal. It's at my website, com. Yes, I'm a Karen. And the funny thing was <laughs> is you got got 100 comments, and a couple of them say, you're an idiot. Socialism doesn't work. And it's interesting how people a lot don't of read people it. are so reactionary, they only read headlines, and so they don't really read the points. I wasn't intentionally trying to be provocative, but obviously I was. What I, my point was, and still is, it's always bothered the life out of I me mean, when people say, socialism doesn't work, it has never worked anywhere, it's been tried. Well, uh, you know, drugs work too, but the patient dies. Exactly. So the, the best argument is not that it doesn't work. And by the way, what does that exactly mean? If your goal is to subjugate people Bingo. and turn them into slaves and uh, possibly even create genocide and, and uh, you know, control the world, then, yeah, it works really well.
2: Karen, uh, that is but, yeah. brilliant. I mean it. It is, it is brilliant. And I think, you know, it's something that, that the people that study it the way I do and you do and so many people and the way we, in which we have our own definition of success and failure. In fact, yes. the reality is it works exactly as it was intended to work. And uh, it's going to continue to do so even when it's implemented by American politicians who found a nifty way to backdoor it through debt and taxation.
5: Oh, God, you're so right. And uh, I also find that the public, good, everyday citizens, are, are loath to admit what they know to be true, and that is that we are being... Uh, uh, people that were elected to represent us have decided that they are our masters, and uh, the narcissism and arrogance and ignorance... Required to think that you deserve to control the world, let alone to dictate to other people how they should live, America is the last bastion of personal, individual freedom and liberty. And if we lose America, the free world is gone. I hate sounding
2: that dramatic, but that is exactly where we are right now. And if people can't say it, they can't fight it. And in fact, I'm looking at a picture right now of the agreed infrastructure gang of 21 or whatever nickname these old diaper-wearing senators give themselves. And I'm looking at Mitt Romney and his magic underpants. And I'm saying to myself, he has no desire to represent anybody. Everything about this guy and the other Republicans screams ruling over people. You're in a, yep. you're in a time in this country when 74 million people are very suspicious of the, of the sitting president on the mere principle of the gut feel and in my opinion accurately so that he stole the election he has implemented policies that have already destroyed so much of our economy and our personal liberty and freedom and yet your big achievement by this cheesy car salesman grin no offense to the car salesman I love you people cheesy grin on his face of ruling no. over us as he as he celebrates the bankruptcy of america shows you just how little concern they have for what we the people the non-marxists want they're they're celebrating this as as 74 million of us are screaming stop it stop this yeah the most corrupt the most ignorant and the most psychopathic
5: are the ones that are calling the shots right now that's the sad truth uh, you know, the most decent among us. There's another P, another point that I made that I wish conservatives would make more often. And Sean, I hope you make it. And that is the mo- among the most compassionate things you could ever do is to constrain your own power and your own uh, your own power out of respect for the self determination of others. And Republicans when they are following the Constitution, do that. Somehow Democrats have convinced people that they're the most compassionate ones because they want to use force to tell other people how to live.
2: I have always said, beware anything constructed in force. Beware anything. The, the most dangerous thing in this country is someone who waves a virtue shield of liberalism while practicing fascism, and that is the well, American but- Democrat And so many of the american republicans now here's where i have the advantage is that we are from a city in chicago that is imploding in real time however over the last sixty years has really fallen into a mafia controlled city and so many of the people are victimized by the neighborhoods in which the so-called liberals have built that they're fighting back a little bit should i be is it overly optimistic to think that even Democrat voters, lifelong generational Democrat voters, can recognize the failure of their very party that is a totalitarian Soviet party?
5: Well, I'm going to answer it two ways. It's not overly optimistic that there are more people that have awakened, not woke, but have awakened to the totalitarianism that is today's Democratic Party. The problem is, if we don't have fair elections in this country, they're going to impose their will upon us, whether we like it or not. And as you point out, they're already doing that.
2: That's not good news. That's not good news. I was looking for a little ray of hope. I come on here. I did a whole hour on how this new bill <laughs> is going to destroy the future. Right. $1.2 They tie it to $6 trillion in spending amongst these mafia members called politicians. Yeah. And I'm trying to give the people a little something. You just slap them all in the face. But they're Chicagoans. They could take it. Um, but Well, but, there is another piece of good news. All right. and, and that is that we have,
5: I don't know if you saw another piece of mine, and I apologize if you're running out of time. No, keep going. Uh, I do talk radio, so I know that time is short. But there's a growing Berlin Wall in this country. It's more of a psychological wall, but it, it's based in reality. And that is conservative-run states, and I don't even sometimes say Republican, um, are the ones that are free states. And wherever Democrats are in control, whether it's uh, uh, governors, mayors, commissioners, whatever it is, they all march in lockstep together. And people are running from those places. It's like you listen to As my show. I, did. I moved from Colorado a slave state to Texas, a free state. And uh, a lot of other people are following suit. Can it be too far behind when they want to build a wall around New
2: York and California to keep people in? Because people don't want to be controlled. Karen, about seven years ago, I'm, I, I, you know, this job was something that I didn't necessarily plan. It wasn't something that I thought would ever happen. So I'm an old commodity guy, right? And I, go f- yeah. after the mercantile exchange changes. They change the format in which they bill us. I, I go into my own business, yeah. and it's real estate. Seven years ago, after looking at all the data, after reviewing all of the policies, I literally made a decision. I cannot sell property anymore in here. I can't. So I went to Florida, and I, I moved to Florida, and I go back and forth. No, back and forth. But when, you, tra- when you try to t- thank you very much, when you try to yeah. tell people that there is an alternative to this, there are states in this country that actually follow the principles of what America used to be. The air isn't just cleaner in your imagination. It literally is a state where freedom rings. And to try and tell people at a certain point of living under these despots, you owe it to yourself and your kids to take yourself out of that abuse. And um, I think it's, that's really also happening. And I do think there is, there is a, a psychological divide in the country that is permanent. I'm just concerned of how it ends.
5: Yeah, nobody, nobody knows. All of us watching, uh, your listeners, my listeners, we're all watching it unfold together. Uh, I have never seen anything like this in my lifetime. I'm not the greatest historian, but I don't think historians have seen it either. Where uh, uh, domestic threats to our very liberty are are very real and not imagined. You have people that are kowtowing to communist countries and and enacting policies, this is astonishing that anybody couldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> they do everything they can to make law-abiding citizens more, unsafe and put their lives in danger and then they take away their rights to defend themselves want to keep them helpless and victims so if that doesn't tell you what they think of you i don't know what would
2: and i'll tell you what concerns me when you see these leaders of the military get up and uh, promote and espouse books that are steeped in marxism when you look at the people standing up for their their taxes and going to these school boards and you see them get arrested When you realize that what you and I do on a daily basis, which is espouse the principles and beauty of Americanism and liberty and freedom, we are now considered to be the radicals and we are the targets of bureaucracies that are sent to monitor and watch us as if we were domestic terrorism terrorists. It starts to make you think that maybe, maybe it is going to go in the way of so many um, civil uh, uh, disagreements in nations where it will get violent. I don't think it's completely off the table.
5: Yeah, and if, if the left didn't think that, they wouldn't be uh, exaggerating and hystericalizing, I just made up that word, uh, the violence of the opposition so that they can use it as an excuse to militarize uh, our country. I believe, I hate saying this, I just hate saying it, but I got to. And that is the attacks on the military and the attacks on the police are in order to weed out anybody who dares to uh, to actually take the oath that they took seriously, Yes, you know, to yes. defend us and America from enemies, all foreign and domestic. And so they have been doing... Ideological litmus test, because after all, every dictatorship needs brown shirts, you know?
2: Absolutely. And to think I went from a a proud, what I considered myself to be a proud patriot of principles and fundamentals, to really an enemy of my own country... (laughs) Because the reality is we are the ones that are now targeted as enemies of the state. And, and, and you know, to a certain a certain part of me wears that as a badge because the, yeah. the onslaught by the American government, they've recognized the enemy, and it is the people who seek liberty.
5: We aren't the enemies, though, because, after all, if we would use the language they use, which they twist and turn upside down, aren't they the cultural... Uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, they're Tyrants. culturally misappropriating. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're culturally misappropriating America. They are trying to occupy and convert America in their own image, whatever that may be. Yeah. And uh, well, here's and the they've
2: thing: been doing it for decades. Too. Let's let's start calling Mao Zedong a liberal, and maybe that'll that'll make some people uh, wake up. <laughs> In the meantime, I just want you to know yeah. I, I dragged on this interview for a reason. I had my producer, Johnny Rocket, copyright. Yes, I'm a Karen. It'll be on a T-shirt, which I will now sell to you, the very phrase you uttered on this airwave, for $20. Everyone else is going to pay 24 but Karen Cataline, I'm going to give you a discount. So I look forward to you joining Thank me you. again. Thank you so much, Karen Cataline, commentator, columnist, and host of Spouting Off. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Alright, we'll be back with your calls and comments. 312 642 5600 after this. All right, Johnny Rocket. you like me now? You, like me now? Right, you, like me now? you want to do Joy Behar? Nancy Pelosi? Or to call her Mike? I'll let you pick. What do you want to do? Alright, you sound a lot like Misty Callahan. Mike, thanks for calling the show. How are you? I'm good. Wonderful. How are you?
4: I'm, I'm great. Love your show, Sean. Thank
2: Appreciate you. It. Thank you. This was a rough I, one. This show's a rough one, and I made a decision. Look, we're going to go economy, and because I think it's the most important way that they steal the future from not just yourself, but your children, and maybe it'll resonate with people, and we'll, sure. we'll try and lay out exactly how they're backdoor nationalizing my nation into this Soviet soiree of corruption.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've got two quick points, and I can do this really easy. I've lived for almost 50 years. I'm an anomaly in the community. Forty-five, 50 years ago, our community had one full-time person in the village hall and two part-times. So when the village stickers, when your water bill, when your garbage bill, all that come in, they had the part-timers come in to type the envelopes, do all the rest of the stuff. Today, you can put 5,000 envelopes into a printer, hit the button, and they're done. They have five full-time and three part-time employees to do the same job that they had one 45 years ago and two part-timers.
2: Out of the five full-time and three part-timers, how many would you say... Vote Republican. Zero. All right. Fair enough. Good enough. Okay. okay. Is, what's your second point?
4: Second point is, my sister-in-law finally completed a house out in the generic Burridge area, west of Chicago. Initially, when they had first started the house, their house was going to look at about 800, somewhere in that area, between delays, problems, inflation, government, everything else. They're at about 1.3, and they just moved into the house their taxes are estimated at thirty-two dollars to $36,000 a year.
2: Now, even if your brother-in-law, you said this was your sister, right?
4: Yeah, sister-in-law.
2: Even, even if th- they're rich people, at a certain point, they're going to do the math, and they're going to say, I'm taking, in 10 years, $360,000 off yes. the table of my children. Why? Mm-hmm. And uh, at a certain point, they're going to have to sell that house at a drastic loss, because the reality is, if you inflationally adjust these homes in Burr Ridge, in Hinsdale, in Oakbrook, you didn't even hold your head above water. You're telling yourself a lie because you don't want to do the math of that timestamp, that velocity of money that so few people understand. It's a tragedy, and I say this with no glee. See, the, the Democrat looks at that and says, "Good, that rich person had too much money." Good. I say, "What about your kids?" Because I don't, I don't do anything for me. It's about the kids, which, by the way, I argue with constantly. It's not like I have these, you know, I'm not why you think it's it's like a wonderful area. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you you are still, you do this for your kids and your unborn grandkids. You try to make their lives better than yours. Isn't that the goal? And oh, absolutely. We've got two but- generations. The last two generations have truly made it so that they will never be better than theirs. It's a tragedy mm-hmm. to me.
4: But one of the biggest problems that you'll find is that whether you're a Democrat, Republican, uh, whether you're going to be a liberal or conservative, they don't technically understand the issue of a house. You buy a house for $50,000 40 years ago. Today it's worth 400000 you didn't make a profit, and the 400000 that you get is still going to cost you $400,000 to buy the same house that you just sold. Where are you at?
2: And, Mike, You're what, at they, nothing. what they don't understand is that Joe Biden wants to tax you at 40.1% of everything above your cost. Welcome to the new Soviet Union. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. And that's how the government seizes the money from your family. And you don't have to be rich to qualify under Biden and the feudal nomics that he practices. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments after this. Is awesome. <laughs> is cool I thought I told Steve Cortez to take his music Everything with him. Awesome. The hell is that? You know, every time I listen to uh that intro, which by the way, I love that intro. It was the, I did not really do that. It was the the uh the management here at AM 560 that did that. And the reason that I I love that part is I keep remembering one of I mean, the the Declaration of Independence has so many wonderful, wonderful, prolific lines and just amazing content that mankind are more disposed to suffer evils that are sufferable. And you always wonder, where was that line where they said, that's it, I am not going to take this abuse anymore. And uh, luckily in this country, we still have options, right? I mean, granted, we are in the one of, if not the worst states to live in worst cities, worst county, me specifically, Cook County. But I have become so jaded that the other night my wife said, you know, we're running out of milk and coffee. And I said, all right, I'm going to go get it. And I jumped in the car and I took a ride. She called me like 30 minutes later. Where the hell did you go? You know, she thought that was the excuse where I say I'm going for milk, never come back again. It's not true. The Danny Miller. What I did is uh, I said, I'm going to DuPage County. I hate the area I live in so much. I refuse to spend money there. I have driven on fumes to get gas in the different county, not to fund these evils that I find not worth suffering. Kara in Elmwood Park knows what I mean. Hi, Kara.
7: Hi. So I just want to encourage your listeners, run. (laughs) Listed my house, sold it in four days. Moved to Florida. My tax bill is now ten thousand eight hundred dollars. I already have equity in my home. We have a pool. We have a half acre of land. Wait, are you trying to
2: irritate? Me. Are you trying to irritate me? You didn't call me. Who'd you buy your house from? What part of Florida? You know I got Liberty Real Estate <laughs> Services, are, South Florida.
7: I well, you're not going to want to hear this, but oh, I didn't use the broker. S- I called the the agent directly. Oh, that's all, right. all right, that's all right. gave me two point five off. Oh, that's
2: all right. short shorted. And yourself. they did. Yeah. All right. Well, you should have told me.
7: I want. I want your listeners to realize we need to have what the what the libtards say, equity, equity and politics. We need to fight. If you're not going to fight and run for office, do something behind the scenes. I've already gotten in with my local leaders. I'm doing fundraisers. I'm doing whatever I can.
2: So, Cara, I want to just ask you a real quick question. Aside from your high school graduation, have you ever smiled wider than your Florida state license? Never. All right. Very Never. good. We share the same affliction. By the way, thanks for not using me, jerk. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry you left, Joe and Dundee. See how often you get to call your people. That you love a jerk. I love the show. Go ahead.
1: Hey, Sean. Uh, and uh, we love you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My property taxes are about four thousand. I'm contemplating on moving out of Illinois. The only thing is, is you know, I got kids here, and sure. I'm divorced, that kind of thing. You know, it's like, oh my God, it, it, what are they doing in the state? What are they well, doing? Well, and at
2: a certain point, Joe, where you, is
0: their conscience?
2: Well, first of all, their conscience is in their bank account. And here's the other thing: at a certain point, Joe, thank you very much, and be safe out there. At a certain point, you have to. Say, I have too much respect for my kids and myself to put up with this. Now, there's many ways to combat that. Cara you know, moved to a new state and got involved. You can still get involved in this state. But are you going to make a difference in this state? That's where you have to decide. Are we past that point where you're going to change or save things? I know I've made my decision. You should make yours on your own. I'm going to give you what, my opinion, as I always do on it. It depends to a certain extent of where you live, but when you look at our state map, our voting map, and you, un, under the the gubernatorial election, and you realize that this four hundred pounds of incompetence, stupidity, and corruption that we now call the governor got there on winning two counties, you're starting to say, "I don't care." You're dragging all those other counties with you in this despotism. It's it's insanity, to me, Joe, in Munster, Indiana. Oh, in hi.
1: Life, uh, hi, Joe. Ladies, the,
2: I think I'm on the speakerphone. All right, Joe, we're going to give you a shot, kid. Uh, But I do like his, uh, he's having a party. And see, the idea that I'm on in a room with party uh, only makes me want to go to the clips. And here's one of the clips that annoys me. I gave my Johnny Rocket a choice at 637. I said, you want to go with Behar or you want to go with Nancy Pelosi? To me, it's two different versions of stupidity. One is more dangerous than the other. I'm going to go i on Johnny uh, uh recommendation.
6: You know, I'm old enough to remember many uh, decades where crime spiked. And I was afraid to, you know, go out at night and, you know, you were, you were scared you were going to be mugged in New York City. And then and then um, I have a, a, another statistic here that's interesting, because from 1993 to 2019, and that is a period that I was not scared to go out, uh, crime sp-
2: Now, now, just before I can only take so much of that, whatever that is, I think it's talking, but it sounds like some sort of screaming Mimi. What she's referring to is is an unusual time period because she's old enough to remember the son of Sam. I mean, I don't know who the hell she thinks she's kidding. She's an old bag. And what she glazes over is how dangerous it was in New York when Democrats ruled. She's just jumping into after Rudy Giuliani cleaned up New York. Before that, Times Square was a hellhole, or as Chicago refers to it, a neighborhood. There was a sewer of corruption, of drugs, of pimps and hookers and just scum. You couldn't give away the property. So she just jumps to after all the hard work was done. And she she
6: now is going to do something that even I thought could not be done steadily decreased in the United States. Um, Every every president since Clinton inherited a basically a declining crime rate, and then continued it continued to decline until Trump came along. Because Trump, are you are you listening to this? She's
2: going to blame the rise in crime on Trump.
6: Over the greatest crime rise in modern American history. The murder rate shot up twenty-six percent and mass shootings are spiked. Hate crimes spiked more than twenty percent during his presidency
2: God, the only one that's glad she has this job is her husband, because her big fat derriere is out of the house and he doesn't have to listen to that whining. That's the only buddy that's the only person happy Joy Behar is on TV. The ridiculousness of this comment is what she's glazing over is It's amazing that crime shot up in the year 2020 when the Democrat push, the fascistic Fourth Reich, put everyone in this country under house arrest as they seized their businesses. That's the spike. And that ain't Trump,
6: dummy. Say. Now, I don't want to lay the whole thing at his feet, oh, but huh, he did create four years normalizing crime. They consider themselves a law and order party. But all I see is more crime coming out of that administration. Hey, Joy,
2: you know, I guess you're dumb enough to look in the mirror and think, OK, roll the tape, which is, an, which is a statement to your mentality. But the neighborhoods in which the crime shot up, the cities in which the crime shot up, the counties, and the states have one common denominator dummy and it's your party the party of incompetence the party of fascism and the fourth reich that's where they shot up 312 642 5600 so is Jay, joy behar who is anything but joyful is she have a point or or is she trying to put lipstick on that pig for the second time on that day 312 642 5600 Yes! The official the official song to the Democrat Party. Illinois trio charged with beating, strangling police officer over a traffic stop. Two women, lovely and demure, with manners, and I'm sure very well-dressed, and a man in Illinois' second-largest city outside of Chicago are facing felony charges after allegedly beating and strangling a police officer who had the audacity to pull them over for a traffic stop. The Aurora Police Department announced Tuesday... Twenty-eight-year-old Paul Sherrod, I'm sure he's a peach of a guy. Twenty-four-year-old uh Jennifer Taylor, probably lovely, and twenty-six year old Sheba Taylor, have all been charged with aggravated battery resisting and obstructing a police officer and arrest. Now you call me silly. I'm from the old age. Three guys coming at me? I'll tell you what. Either me or them ain't walking away from that party. That's for damn sure. i tell you, this officer had nothing but restraint. Probably took a shellacking. And those people, those scum and scoundrels that did this to him, are probably going to walk out on $10 bond. Just wonderful. Nicole in Chicago. Hi, Nicole.
7: Hi. How are you? I'm
2: splendid. How are you?
7: I'm fantastic. Well, almost. I uh, moved into Chicago from the suburbs. Oh. with my family after graduation, and I'm just really scared. Like, I don't like the the shootings that are going on around me. It's, it's wow. unbelievable. The Puerto Rican parade shooting, why do we have the strictest gun laws, and we, we just have a hard time... Why is that... Why are the people that are being registered to own a gun being attacked, and not the criminals that are actually doing the shootings?
2: Because corrupt... Politicians and fascists, by nature, do not understand that they cannot control the mind or the outcome of those people who are already made the decision to be criminals. And what they've done through their bureaucracy is just make very complacent victims. And they're going to double down on this stupidity, regardless of the bodies that pile up. So I'm going to tell you, because you sound like a wonderful young girl, I'm going to tell you what I tell my own kids. Do, well, I, I try to bribe them with money. But do not... Go to the city, and if you do go, please, please don't go out in public. Because in that same shooting, that same day, there was a 37-year-old girl on North Avenue in Spaulding who was walking with her boyfriend that was shot in the back that didn't really make too much headlines. And on, the, on, on a weekend when it's normal to have 54 shootings and only four or five or six get attention, what they're basically telling you is that there's an essence of 48 people that aren't worth giving you their names. And in that kind of city, honey, you, it's, too, it's too low of a climate for somebody of your caliber to live in. So tell your family you're moving out, honey. I mean it. Get out. And that's what I would tell my own family. You take care of yourself, Nicole. All lives
7: matter. Yeah. All lives matter, guys.
2: That's exactly right. You take care of yourself, Nicole. That's, that's, that's upsetting. I have to do a, uh, an event on the 10th of July, and we're going to have uh, Louis Rego on to talk about it. It's an Italian organization, Venetian Night, and uh, they're wonderful people. They asked me to um, be the Master of Ceremony, which I thought is kind of funny, a guy named Sean Thompson doing the Master of Ceremony for an Italian-American club. But, hey, I'm in. And he said very graciously, you know, would you like your family? We can maybe get them on a boat. And I, I said, yeah, originally I said, yeah. I told my wife today, I, I don't want you and the kids going down. I just don't want you going down in a city that can normalize 50, 60, 40 people a weekend getting shot, cannot have importance on it. Or moreover, what's even more diabolical, can do nothing to fix it. And their only answer is to hamstring and handcuff the very police that want to make it safe and demonize them. You're not worth me going in there you're not worth me spending my money there. And that's exactly how I feel. It's a tragedy. But until more people feel like that, these these gangsters you put in as mayor will continue, continue to talk to aldermen, who I have very little respect for, but still think they are aldermen and representatives of the people like they're employees and dogs. When do
7: we stop playing the game of mistreating people in our community? So this ain't about that. And so I
2: second Alderman Lopez. Now, after that, She was called to the back and the little mayor, who's three foot nothing with that six inch forehead, stuck her finger in her face and dressed her down for going against the Don Corleone of Chicago. And instead of answering to the people, she's fully, fully comfortable endangering the people with her own policies. It's sickening to me. Mark in Plainfield.
1: Uh, Good evening, Sean. Uh, in reference to that uh, Joy the Pig or whatever her no, name no, is. No, no, Joy
2: the Behar, which I believe which I believe is, is Italian. And um, if I'm not mistaken, is Sicilian. Well, I don't for want the, to
1: insult Italian It's, people, it's Sicilian by, uh, for,
2: for, for you sure. annoy the hell out of me. But go ahead.
1: Anyway, th- this is how these people lie. They find something bad that happens and then blame it on the Republican president. Yeah, we had up with. Criminal violence. We had bad economy, bad jobs in 2020. But it wasn't because Trump was president. It was because of COVID. It was because of George Floyd overdosed in police custody. Two things that Trump had
2: zero to do with. Well, the main thing, the main thing to talk about is where the violence thrives and where it stokes. You know, I, uh, I'm on both coasts in, in South Florida. And I spend a lot of time on the East Coast. And by the way, it's a tragedy. Um, What happened in in outside of Miami in Surfside, which is a wonderful, wonderful community. It's a true tragedy. And, you know, your heart goes out to these people. But in the meantime, prior to this, the greatest fear at Miami airport and the biggest problem were one street gangs would fly in from O'Hare. It would make the news all spring break. When they would have the Chicago-based Democrats fly into Miami and tear the entire city up. Just like when they, because you know who they were fighting with? The New York-based Democrats. See, the problem in crime is that Democrats, they're the ones that are increasing the violence. This isn't affecting cities throughout the nation. Only the Democrat mafia and inhabited cities and states. That's the real problem. You owe it to yourself. If you can't recognize or try to fix it, then get the hell out of it. 31 oh. 22 hours, then you call me at 312 642 5600 I had fun, thank you.
6: She don't believe
2: shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.